Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have in-depth and meaningful conversations with various instructors, organizers, and musicians in the colorful and exciting world of Argentine tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thank you very much for joining us. As students of tango, we're mostly occupied with the technical aspects of the dance, which mainly involves learning new figures, improving our technique, communicating with our partners, and figuring out how to move to the music. But there's a lot more to tango than just technical stuff. The people we'll meet on the show have dedicated a great deal of time and in many cases their professional lives to this dance. They've accumulated insights, ideas, and perhaps even philosophies that can prove eye-opening and invaluable to our growth as tango dancers. But within the limited time frame of a lesson or workshop, there's often not much of an opportunity for these thoughts to be shared. And it's the goal of this podcast to help fill that missing space. So our guest today is a tango instructor and DJ from the Bay Area of Northern California. But as of this recording, she's on the line from Rome, Italy. She has taught and traveled all over the world. She loves participating in other dances, including flamenco and Haitian snake dances. She has a background in many other disciplines, including yoga, qigong, karate, jiu-jitsu. And she's also a California licensed body worker, Reiki master, and a massage therapist. I know there's a lot more to this list, but first let me introduce <laughs> Jordana Delfeld. Jordana, welcome to my podcast, and thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Well, hello, Joe. Thank you so much for taking the time to interview me. It yeah. is a pleasure. Yeah, great. So there's something about Argentine tango that just grabs us, and I see this happening, and I'm sure you've seen it happen, but just for you personally, can you tell the audience about the moment you knew that you wanted tango to be a part of your life? off the moment that the, the tango tick <laughs> bit me right yeah well you know i can tell you about it and the moment stays the same but how i interpret it changes every six months every mm -hmm. year okay uh, what i what i see in it keeps evolving like oh no i was seeing this no i was seeing that mm. um so my story is i had never seen fancy tango. I'm probably the only person I know who has never seen forever tango. <laughs> um, I had never seen any of those gorgeous YouTube videos, but uh, one day I was just really needing a mental challenge in my life, and I happened to go to the symphony, and they were doing uh, Vivaldi's Four Seasons and mm. Astor Piazzolla's Four Seasons oh. both together. Nice combination, eh? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they were doing tango in the lobby in the intermission, and I just looked down oh. at and I thought, oh, what is that? Oh. I thought that looks, that looks simultaneously incredibly difficult and incredibly like something I... Really, just I, I I responded to it and was like, oh, I really want to do that, and I at the same time felt like, oh, I would never be able to do that. I thought, mm. oh, I I long to do that, and that also looks way too hard for me. Mm. So <laughs> what could I do? I I jumped in both feet first mm -hmm. um, because I love a challenge. Great. And the, the interesting thing about the past is that it keeps <laughs> changing. Yeah. Like when I when I first started telling people about that moment, I was like, oh, well, you know, it just I felt like I needed a hug, which was true. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into, oh, well, I really wanted the mental challenge, and that looked really complicated, which was also true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I'm saying now is that I, on some subconscious level, I must have noticed that, that when we dance, we, we, uh, we use the geometry of the dance to organize our brainwaves. It's, it's very meditative, and yeah. it helps us ground, it helps us become peaceful, it helps us live more productively and more 
presently in the moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't realize I was seeing all that at the time. <laughs> but in retrospect, I'm like, well, that's clearly why I did it, because... Mm -hmm. Because why else would you? So I guess there's a lot of reasons, but that was definitely the moment. Okay. And the minute I the minute I saw it, I was like, that I have to do that. Great. Um, Did you and, remember? And one I'm more. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go, go, Speak no, and no. I listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. You finish. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Oh, I was just I was going to say that one one last thing that really drew me to it was that. Uh, this this tango stuff, whatever the heck it was, just looked so so different from the life I was currently leading mm. at the time. It looked like it looked like it was coming out of totally left field, and that was another big draw because I didn't feel defined by it at the time. Mm. So I could just be, I could just discover who I really was, nice. as opposed to fitting into some prior definition of self. So okay. that was also very attractive. <laughs> And now you may ask. Me, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was your very first tango lesson like? <sighs> Hold on a second. I have to think about it. Well, actually, can I tell you about one tango lesson sure. that's about six months in? Because okay. I really don't sure. remember the first one. Uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I, I remember. Uh, all I remember about the first one is. Uh, I wore jeans, which I never ever do, because I wanted to blend in, okay. and I wanted no one to notice me. Okay. And uh, and I remember watching the big dancers, you know, mm. the big kid dancers, and I watched them just drifting around the floor and thinking, oh, they look like cats. That's so amazing. Oh my god. But um, but the lesson that really sticks in my head is like mm. the beginning of the moment when I really became a tango dancer, as opposed to just you know, a muggle, uh, an and, and, and ordinary person who just mm -hmm. happened to every once in a while take a class, mm -hmm. was uh, I had been taking classes for about six months with this woman who shall remain nameless. Okay. Um, she's kind of famous in the community for making women cry. Okay. Um, she was kind of evil and would sort of come to people and like find a soft spot, not even related to tango, and just like pick at it and pick at it and pick at it. <laughs> wow. and, and I mean, I, I came from a karate background, so mm -hmm. I understood a strict the concept of a strict sensei. But this wasn't mm -hmm. strict. This was just like personal and mean. And anyway, she wow. was she was she was making my life tough. And I remember I was at that point where I was like, this is not fun for me. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? I'm gonna go do something else. I'm gonna do salsa. I'm gonna go do hula hooping. I'm gonna mm -hmm. go roller skating. Something. Mm -hmm. But that very night, she happened to have an instructor visiting from Argentina. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time I'd ever seen anyone from Argentina, uh -huh. at least, you know, wittingly. So this was like the very first Argentinian in my entire life. <laughs> and um, and he really looked the part, too. He had, like, slicked back hair and a ponytail and jewelry mm -hmm. and elaborate and an elaborate mustache, all kinds of things, and the baggy pants and all of it. <laughs> and I remember after the class, he came to me and he said, ah, come with me and I will teach you how to dance tango. Oh. And he did. And that that was definitely the moment where I sort of left the real world behind and like really jumped down the rabbit hole. Ah. And that was the moment when I really began to learn. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's the real beginning. Okay, yeah, rabbit hole. I li I like that. That definitely it, definitely it makes sense. <laughs> totally a rabbit hole. Totally a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah, but but you mentioned um, you know, how you started off, you know, when you were, were kind of awkward beginners and then there's that moment when oh, it just starts to feel feel like we get that feeling of dance um yeah what was that what was that like for you 
or, or do you, or you when the, you, yeah the, was the first it like, moment when you yeah however you want to however you want to explain first, it the first moment when i felt a little bit less like arc 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 and a, a little bit mm -hmm. more like whoa i'm actually dancing yeah let me think about it Let's see the first time i really felt like i was dancing ah i remember god i i I, I never saw this guy again after after I was in those classes with the with the lady who shall remain nameless. But okay. at the time, I thought he was just this lovely dancer, um, sweet guy, very very sweet, very nice, um, very friendly. And we were dancing some very simple exercise together, some sort of partnered open thing with moving backward and forward and side to side. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember suddenly feeling like oh i'm not just stepping in place and walking back and forth but i'm actually like moving in tandem with somebody mm. and for me this was a wonderful experience because i was very familiar with that from karate mm -hmm. but for me it was like same same but different it was the same but the opposite because i had learned how to move with people but always with the intention of finding that finding that open spot and then like punching them in the stomach and making their <laughs> knocking the wind out of them you know or like always looking for that mm -hmm. always looking for that opening and then like kicking their leg out from under them mm -hmm. and this was that same feeling of really moving with someone and being one thing but with you know with the goal of peace and harmony as uh, opposed to like ha I gotcha yeah and yeah. I, I I just remember that moment in my mind when something just clicked and suddenly I felt that lightness that you can only feel when you're with someone else and mm -hmm. you know, they do say it takes two yeah. so there you go mm -hmm. yeah yeah I like how you how you mentioned that you know there's a with your background in martial arts uh, I studied judo before when I was a little kid and I remember when I was teaching awesome. a, t a tango class yeah and then I saw two students do a, a le uh, I was teaching ganchos and I and then if you lead a gancho incorrectly it actually is not too far off from a judo step so I, know, I just so sort of laughing in my mind like oh no no you want to you don't want to do it this way <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very fine line mm -hmm. you know a delicate line between the two of them yeah um yeah. and I I other than you so <laughs> far I am one of the only people I know who came to tango from a martial arts background as opposed to a dance background uh -huh. um, because people are always saying oh well what other dances do you do and mm -hmm. really other dances are nice but nothing prepared me for tango the way mm -hmm. martial arts did because yeah. they they really gave me the sense of that meditative presence in the moment and mm -hmm. and also um, something something that stopped me for a long time from doing tango was that um, when I was in college, I had a friend who was a ballerina, mm -hmm. a wonderful professional ballet dancer. She was very smart. I was very intimidated by her, but you know, she never knew that. Uh, and she said that once her ballet company went down to Argentina for six months to study tango, mm. uh, and, and she said, oh, tango is the most difficult dance in the entire world. Oh, wow. And I, I was like, oh, and I thought, well, if you, a professional ballet dancer, can say that, then no way, you know, mm -hmm. no way could someone like me do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think because of that, it took me another, like, 10 years of being like, oh, she said that, so I could never do that. Uh, um, mm -hmm. 
but I, I think that it, it does point to a big difference between tango and other dance forms that I've studied, which mm -hmm. is that which is that so much of other dance forms is about memorizing a string of sequences. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you do this, and then 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 you're done. Yeah. Uh, and tango is so much the opposite of that. It's mm -hmm. so much more like martial arts. It's yeah. so much more about you have to... It's not about what you do, it's about how you do it. Yeah. And it's yeah. about where you are in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what... I think that's what makes it so addictive. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, for me, you could tell me to do an eight eight steps in a strange order, and I'd be like, "Hey, you know, I'm fox fox trotting," and I don't yeah. really care. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> right. But mm -hmm. but if you if you teach me this dance, where um, my teacher Sebastian basically told me, "Oh, it's very simple. You just have to be one with everything." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, well, okay. Yeah, there you go." <laughs> I think that's why we do it. That's why we love it. Yeah. And yeah. and many other reasons. Yes. While you were learning, what was uh, one of the most frustrating figures for you to learn personally? Oh, there are so many. And, you know, <laughs> they, they keep on being challenging. Um, you know, as, as, as long as... As long as my teachers do not hear me saying this, you know what? Even though they're going to hear me saying this, I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you anyway. Okay. Um, a, a, a challenge for me very recently uh, has been plain old ochos. Mm. And the, I know they're so simple and yet so not simple. Mm -hmm. um, and a challenge for me lately is that um, you know, my teachers have been pointing out to me, Jordana, you need to enjoy the ocho. It is a ah, gift. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I know. I should be enjoying the ocho. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if, 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 if everything, if all the planets are lined up right and everything is exactly right, then yes, I do enjoy it. But mm -hmm. I, I understand in my mind that it should be this incredibly wonderful release of, of glorious goodness. And often when I'm practicing, just between mm -hmm. you and me, yeah. they still are this big process of, okay, I have to do this and this and this and this and yeah. this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. and this. <laughs> so, you know, no matter what point one is in, I, I love that we just we just keep working on the same stuff from mm -hmm. beginning to end. Like, let's see, today I uh, today I practiced shifting my weight back and forth, and uh, just before you called, I was working on standing up. Mm. You know, it's the simple things. Yes, it's the yeah. simple things that that we just keep on doing and doing and doing mm -hmm. forever and ever. And I love that. I mean, I love that I could keep on, you know you know, discovering and exploring ultras from now until the day I'm a hundred, God willing. Yeah. And they're always going to give me something fresh and new to work on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so, just uh, that yeah, it's not just that basic step. I mean so many things are based on that back ocho. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's and and I really think that the the simplest stuff is really the most is really the most challenging. Because mm -hmm. like yeah, I mean, you could you could teach someone some really fancy series of like, oh, I'm gonna backsack out of you, and then yeah. we're gonna like <laughs> that is really the icing on the cake. But yeah. the really really simple basic stuff that we start out doing on day one that mm -hmm. is that's the stuff. That's yeah. what we keep coming back to over and over again. Yeah. So 
There you go. Yeah. Me and the Elshos. And yeah. now everyone knows that I have been known to occasionally not enjoy one. But that's okay. okay. That's all right. Because if I, if I danced it with you, whoever the person is who is listening to me, it was surely not the case. With you, I'm sure I enjoyed it. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. We'll get a chance to, to know, find out for Hopefully. sure. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so transitioning from a student to a teacher, um, is, there, is there a step that you absolutely love teaching? Well, teaching. I really, I really, um, what I really love teaching is I really love teaching people how to walk and how to be mm -hmm. in their bodies. Mm -hmm. um, and I really love stuff that is gender neutral. Mm -hmm. I love anything that it's like, well, you got to do it this way if you're a guy and you got to do it this way if you're a girl. Mm -hmm. um, leader, follower, same, same. Um, and I really love like the really, really simple stuff. Um, and I also... I'm a nerd, so Great. so I love to really, really nerd out and slow everything way down and like mm -hmm. dilate something, open, 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 and then open it up some more. Mm -hmm. um, so like, if I can, I love. I, I spend a whole class just playing with feet and how do we feel the ground and how do we connect with the ground and I mean it's I, I only teach what I'm working on myself mm -hmm. and I only teach what I know like in my own personal body mm -hmm. so I teach people what I know feels good for me and I know I, I teach what I know feels right in my body not just from a tango perspective but from just a body mechanics and how do I live in this world kind of perspective mm -hmm. so um I think for me, my favorite steps are the ones that I can lose sight of as steps. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I can, if I can work, if I if I can work with people on things that perhaps involve some kind of twist or spiral, mm -hmm. if I can step away from calling it an ocho or a hero, that makes me so happy, because I know in my own mind, the minute I label something a hero, I mm -hmm. force myself into a set of memorized mental mm -hmm. patterns mm -hmm. um, and that like limits the amount of growth that I can that I that I can experience in one class but that's just my own personal approach <laughs> so what what advice do you have for beginners who are just just starting to jump in just starting their journey down oh. the rabbit hole oh advice for beginners first of all I have to <laughs> congratulate them mm -hmm. uh, I have to say good job beginners I am so proud of you way to go um, congratulations on taking a big step. Mazel tov. Um, <laughs> my advice, it has nothing to do with technique and everything mm -hmm. to do with emotions because this is a social dance. Mm -hmm. um, people have geniusly pointed this out to me before and I'm just going to say it again. It's a social dance. And so for me, the, the tango has not come without a lot of pain unfortunately and it is it's all been emotional pain and it's all been social pain and I wish that it has not happened but it did and so I think the best advice that I could give a beginner is to really keep an eye on their own heart and their own psyche um, mm -hmm. and just keep checking in with themselves and say am I enjoying this does this feel right for me does this feel good for me how is this person treating me how is this how is this teacher handling the situation? Is this what I need right now? Um, and just, I mean, it may be very different in your community. You seem yeah. to have a very snuggly, cozy, cuddly, <laughs> delightful, they're and that's friendly. great. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. hooray for you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know what? I'll give, I'll, I'll steal some advice that okay. I just got in the, uh, 
the Chicago Balboa community because I mm. didn't know how to Balboa and I snuck into this Balboa underground festival and this very, very nice, wonderful, fancy dancer who had clearly been doing this for a long time came up to me, even though I was a brand new beginner, and he's like, hey, you want to dance? And I'm like, I've been doing this for five minutes. And he said, hey, that's fantastic. <laughs> I've been there. Congratulations. Ah. Um, and he said, just show up. Just keep showing up. And then, you know, bit by bit, everyone will see, hey, she shows up. And then they'll teach you things. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that is the best advice ever. Just show up. You know, come do what you can, do what feels comfortable for you, and then stop if you feel like it's not comfortable, and then show up again. I, again, goes back to martial arts, you know, mm -hmm. fall down nine times, get up ten. Yeah. Um, with any physical practice, with any meditative practice, and even with any social practice, like, often the best way we can learn is to just put ourselves there, and then put ourselves there again, and turn it into something regular and normal, and then bit by bit we will learn. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's a handful of advice. Yeah, you can take great. what sounds good. That's great. No, no, I think I'll keep it all. Uh, what yeah, about yeah. for more advanced uh, students that you that you teach? Hmm, advice for more advanced students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I, I, this has nothing to do with advanced or not advanced. Okay. It has to do with like mindset. Okay. And I, this is a mindset I notice a lot more when people have moved farther along. Yeah, So sure. there you go. We'll, 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 we'll classify it as that. Okay. Um, I, I often run into people who, who want to memorize a series of figures. Mm -hmm. I, I run into a, you're like, oh yeah, I hear them. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I know those people. <laughs> Um, especially, uh, oh, I'm just going to say it, I run into a lot of leaders who after they've been mm -hmm. dancing for a while and like, they've got the fancy shoes and they've spent a lot of money, they don't so much want to learn about feeling and being in their body, they mm -hmm. more want to learn, well, I just want to learn the sequence. Mm. Um, and sometimes like when I'm assistant teaching with someone else, I'll you know, ask somebody, okay, so what's the one thing you want to feel more of in your body? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what's the one thing, that, the top priority that you want to get out of this class that you want to feel? Mm. And there have been so many classes where I'll ask, like, every guy, sorry, every leader, and <laughs> all of them will say, I really want to do this sequence. So I think, um, I think there's the, the, the trap once we start to feel more comfortable with our basics of mm -hmm. thinking, okay, now it's time to, you know, throw in a bunch of fancy moves. Mm -hmm. when, when really, I think that's the, the time when we start to feel more comfortable with our basics and putting a little icing on the cake becomes more possible mm -hmm. is, if anything, the time to, like, scale it back even further. Mm. Um, I know, craziness, mad talk, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's... For me, an advanced dancer is not someone who can lead me through 50,000 you know, boleos. Right. For me, an advanced dancer is someone who can take me in their arms and really be present for the moment, mm -hmm. be present for me, and make me feel like we're having a bonded human experience. Mm -hmm. So I think the advanced dancer suggestion mm -hmm. is to... Uh, perhaps step away from the idea of thinking of tango as a dance and more thinking of it as a philosophy. Yeah. Mad talk, mad talk, <laughs> but it's out there and I'm going to stand by it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to, um, to talk about is, uh, 
you know, I, I have a lot of students, I'm sure you have a lot of students or seen a lot of students who have um, just physically, there's nothing wrong with them at all. But what really holds back a lot of people's learning are, are mental blocks. Um, oh, God, yes. Yeah. So why, why don't you talk a little bit about some mental blocks that you've observed in your experience? Oh, mental blocks. There are so many. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, the, the process of discovering one's own mental blocks and then working through them, like, that is learning to tango. That mm-hmm. is the experience. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing from beginning to end. I run in, and it's interesting because everybody has different ones, so what's obvious to one person is not necessarily obvious to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, I run into a lot of mental blocks, and here I'll use the word women and actually mean women as opposed to followers okay. because it doesn't seem to matter whether women are leading or following. Mm-hmm. Um, I run into a lot of women who have the mental block of thinking that tango is a macho dance and that they are somehow subservient to the men mm. and that the men are in charge <laughs> you know in that mm-hmm. way when mm-hmm. when i i think that really was for me the most beautiful thing about the dance is it really is a dance yes. and ideally i mean if you're really if you're really in the moment it's like the energy of the dance passes through the couple yeah you know Mm-hmm. And I just something that I love about Dango is that it is mm-hmm. it's incredibly egalitarian. Yes. And I'll just it's and and like that's the beauty of it. Like it really is a conversation and mm-hmm. it really is about people listening and um and it's not about it's so the opposite of men being like, You are going to do this now. No, exactly. And the women yeah. being like, Yes, dear. But I do run <laughs> no, into it. It's a, not a like t- that at all. Yeah. It's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. But I run into so, so, so many women who mm-hmm. truly feel this. And mm-hmm. and you know, women sometimes women who've been doing it for a long time. Sometimes women who've, you know, been to Argentina or are even in Argentina. And I know mm-hmm. I'm about to get into hot water because I'm not from Argentina. Mm-hmm. But I I don't have experience being born in Argentina, but I have a whole lifetime of experience being a woman Mm -hmm. and being a philosopher and being exposed to real human life. And I think that I think that um, just to pick a a a small but important example that just comes up over and over and over again, even though it's not so much about dance technique, Mm -hmm. is the concept of the cabeceo. Yes. I mean, if I had a dime for every time a woman says that she has to wait for the man to, I was like, ah, stop right there. (laughs) Hold on a second. I've told so many women that that's, like, if anything... I mean, a, a cabaseo is totally personal, and mm-hmm. obviously different people handle it differently. Being the kind of alpha person that I am, mm-hmm. I always feel like I am the one who initiates in the sense that I am the one who creates the right conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I see someone I want to dance with, I cabaseo them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like to me and you, this sounds totally normal, but I have so many women who are like, what? You can do that? And in fact, you know, I, I, I really do mm-hmm. think that in general, women do have the edge because you mm-hmm. can't cabaseo me if I don't want you to. Yeah. You know, if you cannot see my eyes, it mm-hmm. is impossible to cabaseo me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've already made up your mind for you. <laughs> so yeah. um, so that, that is one mental block. But mm-hmm. another, another mental block that I personally have experienced in my own practice and that I also see other people experiencing is um, it's easy to get stuck thinking about something in a set 
pattern. Mm. Like the the most challenging thing for me about growing as a dancer is continually coming back to the same simple movement and seeing it new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's very tempting, especially in somewhat more complicated concepts like a hero, to fall into to fall into a memorized mental approach, mm-hmm. um, which is like. In a way, it's great to have a comfort zone and be like, oh, yes, I do it this way. But at the same time, I really think that the only way we grow and develop artistically is if we are always coming to the basics with new and fresh eyes and continually learning, well, what does this really feel like for me right now, today, which cannot be the same as it did yesterday and it won't be the same as it is tomorrow. Um, and... Uh, you know, instead of just phoning it in and being like, oh, well, I go here and I go here and I go there, and then I'm done, like, like how can, what are we really doing here? And how, mm-hmm. can I, how can I really move with the optimum amount of ease? And how is this most natural? Because, I mean, ideally, tango is natural, but often in the process of learning it, it can go through moments that feel really, really unnatural. Mm-hmm. So, so that that constant search for what is what's the real thing, you know, what's mm-hmm. the actual truth of the movement, as opposed to what have I got memorized? There you go, there you go. That search for the authentic, okay, uh, and not getting caught up in in memorized things. That is a mental block yeah. that I think we all go through. Okay, yeah, great. So just switching gears just a little bit to your your own dancing and development now with. Um, with a lot, with, I guess not just with tango, but for any kind of a, any skill that people do, whether it's entrepreneurship or or tango, uh, as people advance, there's this weird phenomenon you might have heard of called imposter syndrome. Um, oh yeah. We always feel like we're just a little bit behind where we want to be, but we always remember Absolutely. how much we struggle. So there's a sense of uh, what do you know what they call it, imposter syndrome that oh, there's that little voice in the back of your head that says oh, you don't really belong here, and everyone's <laughs> yeah. got that. Everyone's got that, yes. regardless, regardless of what it is you do. Even the people that we love and admire, they've got it too. <laughs> how do you personally deal with that that little nagging voice? I that is a great question. Once upon a time, back in bodywork school, mm-hmm. uh, where I also learned a lot about how to become a tango dancer, and I just didn't know it at the time, mm-hmm. um, uh, they they always taught us fake it until you make it, mm-hmm. uh, which was great advice because you know we we were all you know wonderfully trained. We knew all about body work. We knew all about bodies. Well, no one can know all about bodies, but we knew a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we would, you know, we, we passed our exams, we got certified, we got insured, and then we were out in the real world and doing actual body work on actual people. <gasps> oh, my God. And every one of us had imposter syndrome, mm. even though we knew we came from a great school. Yeah. And I have to thank God that our teachers were so forthright about this and Mm. and saying, hey, we feel that way too. Mm. And we totally felt that way. And the best thing about what you're doing is that, you know, it's just a massage or it's just a bodywork session. It's Mm. not like you're delivering the serum, you know. People will be fine. (laughs) And they they just said, you know, show up and even if you feel like you're not ready, just pretend that you are. Mm -hmm. And you keep on pretending and then one day it'll be true and that actually has been really true and I mean I had a lot of experience with that from various past lives too I mean as a mm-hmm. 
as a, as a professional artist, it was all about showing up at these gallery openings and mm. smiling and being like, well, this is my work. Mm -hmm. When on the inside, I was like, ah, what am I doing here? Uh, um, so I, th I think the, I think the, that it's all about, um, it's like if you feel sad and then you smile, like your brain fools you into thinking that you're mm, happy. Okay. Uh, yeah, if it's okay to feel on the inside, like, oh my God, I, I can't believe I'm here. I don't belong here. Ah, I'm not <laughs> ready for this. But if you fake on the outside that, of course, you're ready, of course, you belong here, you, you know, you are the ideal right person for that situation, then eventually your body will teach you that that's true. Mm -hmm. um, and over time, you just become more and more comfortable with that, that idea. Um, and also, like, how you introduce yourself to people matters a lot. Uh -huh. uh, so, you know, people that you haven't met before, if you just tell them straight up, look, this is who I am, and it's who you want them to know you as, they don't know any better. They mm -hmm. don't know you're an imposter. They will just assume you're telling the truth and be like, hey, this yeah. is Joe. He's mm -hmm. a cartoonist. He's a <laughs> blogger. He's a tango teacher. He's a great guy, you know? And you'll after after they believe that enough about you, you will believe it too, and you'll be like, oh yeah, well they believe it, so it must be true. Yeah. So there you yeah. go, okay. fake it till you make it. Great, good. Yeah. So in all of your travels, I mean, you've been everywhere, uh, and you must have seen a huge variety of of different tango communities. So you must have seen really vibrant communities, maybe some not so vibrant communities. Um, for the ones that are doing really well, have you observed anything that they all have in common that that keeps them going? Why yes, I have Joe. <laughs> All right. Actually, I, I I have, and it's it's actually really 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 important. So thank you so much. That's a great question because it matters. Um, the tango the tango communities that I've seen that just make me smile, that I'm proud of, that I want to be a part of, um, they're tango communities that have a strong sense of community. Mm -hmm. uh, they're when you show up at the milonga and there's a feeling like the whole room is dancing together mm. and that it's a group experience. Um, I've seen that, you know, I see that in milongas in Argentina. Back in San Francisco, the milonga that felt the most Argentinian to me, despite being technically very not tango, was cell space. And everyone in California is now going to go, cell space? What is she talking about? Mm -hmm. It was a very tango nuevo scene, but the thing was that it was very inclusive and very friendly. Mm -hmm. And there was, there was almost always a sense that the whole room was dancing together and mm -hmm. that we were all making this evening happen together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in Russia, uh, St. Petersburg has wonderful, wonderful tango. Okay. And and part of what makes it so wonderful is, I mean, for some reason, that particular city, not all cities, but this particular mm -hmm. one, they just, they really understand that they're all in this together. And there's more a feeling of, this is something we do as a community. Mm. And for me, that is the most important thing. Like, that, that is really the difference between, oh, my God, that was the best Milonga, whether I danced or not, and me, whatever. So... <laughs> I, I just, I love it when people have an eye out for each other and women talk to women mm -hmm. and men talk to men and yeah. it's, it's, it's a sense of, a sense of everyone together and not just you and I are here to dance and that's it. Ah. Um, and I love it when there's a real sense of group floor craft, which is a symptom of the same thing mm -hmm. and of the leaders 
having communication with the other leaders as opposed to just, I'm going to crash around with my follower here and it's, yeah. it's going to be however I want to do it. Because <laughs> um, when we when we step on the dance floor, when we walk into a milonga, we should be doing it as a social experience. You know, we have the entire rest of our lives to be at home. And that is a wonderful experience. But when we come to the milonga, I want us to all do it together. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so where are you off to next? You're in Italy now. Uh, you're well. Uh, right now, I am. Uh, I'm going here. Shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's going to be in Catania, mm -hmm. uh, I am going to Sicily. I am going to be teaching a class at the Catania Tango Festival from August 9th to 16th. Um, Ariadna Navera and Fernando Sanchez and a bunch of other amazing maestros are going to be there. And I'm teaching a class in how to take care of your own body, avoid injury, um, deal with injuries if you have them, feel at most at ease in your own dance and in your own life. And then from Sicily, I'm going straight to Nice, wow. uh, where my teachers, uh, here's another shameless plug, mm -hmm. uh, my teachers, uh, Sofia Saborido and Pablo Inza, are teaching a workshop for three days, uh, August 16th and 19th, mm -hmm. and I'll be offering body work sessions for anyone who happens to be kicking around. Uh, and then from there, I'm going to the Taube Tango Festival in L'Occitane in France, ah. uh, which promises to be amazing. And uh, there's a couple of teachers there who I've always wanted to study with. Um, Pablo Tegui and Emily Cavon are going to be there. They're very focused, very intense. I love it. They, and um, I can't wait to... I can't wait to learn from, uh, there's a, a woman there who almost does what I do, which is very exciting because I'm right now feeling like nobody does what I do. <laughs> but there's a woman there, there's a, a French woman who also teaches like, hey, here's how to be in your body in a somatically aware a way. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to you know, steal a few of her moves. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to be in Mont Blanc in September teaching a couple workshops. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, eventually, somehow, after hanging out in Europe and having a great time, uh, going to be coming back to the U.S. and Canada and going on tour sometime in mid-fall. Great. So I hope to catch all of you there then. <laughs> oh, great. So uh, where can we learn more about you and your lessons and, you know, where do we find out ah, about you? JordanaDelfeld.com. Uh, JordanaDelfeld. It's so okay. simple. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I'll have that in our show notes. Okay. Great, Jordana. Um, this has been a really fun conversation. Again, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm sure there's a lot of great information here that a lot of our, um, a lot of our students will find it helpful. So. Well, Joe, it has been such a pleasure. I have been just, I, I just, I love your blog. Oh, thank I you. love your warm heart. It's been such a treat to get to talk to you. Thank you so <laughs> much for your time. Too. Yeah. Well, gotta do this again sometime once I get, um, you know, more used to this, uh, this blog stuff and, um, definitely stay in touch. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's been a lovely afternoon, yeah. and I hope to see you when I get back. Likewise, okay? Jordana. All right. Safe travels to you. Thank you. Take All care. Right. You Talk too. soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a fun conversation, and there was a lot of good information there. Jordana made the point about really paying attention to what your body's doing while you're dancing, as opposed to viewing tango as just a checklist of steps to get through. For instance, how does each step feel? How does each pivot feel? Which muscles are we using? Uh, how does the floor feel? That kind of thing. Really being focused in the moment and not being so preoccupied with the impression that we're making on others. 
So once again, Jordana, thank you for sharing your thoughts. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, it would mean the world to me if you could take one minute to head over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, a review, and remember to subscribe. We'll have more shows coming to you weekly. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.